I'd guess. I on a raft without a pattern. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. If you want to remember the name, a tattoo is good. Just make sure it's <laughs> visual. You have to like. Yeah. Like on the back of your hand or something. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You're not going to soon forget it. Yeah, don't get a wimpy tattoo where it's on your sleeve or something where you got to cover it up with clothing. We, you need like to go. I, I, I would have been sitting one to say face tattoo, but you know mm. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's Maybe a little extreme. By the way, we don't encourage that. Welcome to the show. We are going to watch a full-length movie with you. Uh, we do this every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. I think it's cooler to say 5 p.m. Eastern on MutinyRadio.fm. It's really easy to get to. Type in PCRCollective.org and then press Listen Now. Uh, <laughs> Don't put in PCRCollective.org. Well, I'm just saying it doesn't work. We are sponsored by the good people at Mutiny Radio and, of course, Pan and Benjamin, who we love. Uh, you can go check out... Uh, Donate. Go to Venmo, look for the Bird and Ernie uh, avatar, and go to find at Mutiny Radio. Go ahead and please donate, and it'll help us out. Uh, Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? Today we are going to watch, it's so Mike Spiegelman, we're not watching House. We're watching House for the Repossession. House for the Repossession. Are you sure it's not House for Home, Deadly Home? No, it's not Home Deadly Home. That's a tagline to the movie. So listen, I'm just saying the Psychotronic uh, video guide says it's... All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be watching not House, which is right. available on YouTube. Right. And right. Amazon. Not House 2, the <laughs> second story, available on YouTube and Prime. Not House 3, a.k.a. Horror Show, which is available Right, on not even a sequel, really. Yeah, not even a sequel. It was in Europe, right? It was House 3. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to watch House 4. Carl, who's hosting House 4 Repossession? It's uh, Jose. You have it in front of you because uh, what's the last name? 
Martinez. I Jose have... Martinez is our channel. Once again, you put in house and you have to say IV, the Roman numeral. House IV, the, re the repossession, 1992. All right. That's, uh, go ahead and find it. Uh, house IV, 1992. And we like Josie. Josie. AKA Josie. Martinez, uh, go ahead and hit the link and then hit pause. You know your pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're going to do a countdown, and we have a very special comedian guest uh, to do the countdown. I am unfamiliar with this comedian because I have never told beforehand. Oh, really? Well, we we get comedians from all across the country, and today's yes. comedian will come from New Jersey. Oh, really? The Garden State? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, well, all right. For a change of pace, here is a celebrity comedian from New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with our star, Steve Picaro. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you for having me, Carl. Now, you are a novice to comedy. I think you said your one-year anniversary is coming up. Uh, yeah, I believe it just passed. I didn't have the presence of mind to actually record the date when I started. Gotcha. And the thing uh, is, you're triple dedicated to comedy i mean uh, uh where are you right now i am in my car outside of mike on staten island <laughs> now i consider you a jersey comedian you do as well right yeah i'm a jersey guy i do mostly jersey stuff i don't get into the city very much but uh the staten island guys have been very good to me since i started so i try to support them as much as i can yeah, and they come out to us a lot, you know. And if you take a look at a map of New Jersey, Staten Island's just hugging our shore, right? I mean, it's New York in name only, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's eight miles away from my house, but it takes 25 minutes to get here and it costs $16. So if it's your one year at – yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy money. That doesn't make sense, right? No. But – Okay, so you started, would you say you started in January or February? I believe I started the third week in February, which is right about where we're at now. Okay, so the third week in February, so you didn't know it, but the next thing to come along was COVID. Yeah, I believe I did uh, I did three weeks worth of mics. I did 20 mics in three weeks, wow. and then everything shut down. Okay. So since everything was locked down, um, and everyone was so starved for comedy, I got to meet a lot of people and befriend a lot of people that I would not have met under normal circumstances. Definitely not in the timeline that I did. I wouldn't have become as close and gotten to know as many people and, and really gotten as ingrained into the scene as I did if I had not been a pandemic comic. What, were you uh, doing a lot of Zoom? I did no Zoom. <laughs> Wow. No do Zoom during the pandemic. That's crazy because that's the opposite for everybody else. Yeah, I just I didn't think that I had what it took to be funny on stage when the pandemic hit, let alone try to be funny to a box on a computer screen. Gotcha. Uh, so I just took the time off. And then as soon as I heard that there was a place to go, I went right to that place immediately. You've got so much material now, right? After only a year. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's also because of the pandemic, because I see the same people so frequently that I don't want to say the same material in front of all those people all the time. So I turn my material over like every two weeks, give or take. Yeah, 
Yeah, we've all been there. It's the same faces, and you got to keep it fresh. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so why don't we count down this movie uh, for everybody at home? We're going to press play at the exact same second. So go ahead, Steve. Count us off. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. Okay. I just say, hang on, I got a little buffering. That was a great uh, comedian, celebrity comedian. From what state did you say that comedian was from? Straight out of the heart of Jersey, where the straight out of the heart of Jersey and the Taylor Hems week. Deep in the heart of Jersey. That's Uncle Floyd. You're starting to show off right. <laughs> uh, what about my favorite is Mobile Cactile, the New Jersey uh, Cowboys. <laughs> They're from B. Hawkins. Carl, your best man. Carl used to come out dressed as a cowboy. Yeah, I had the straw hat. Uh, okay now you see this movie it's making its first mistake okay just to be a pompous asshole look the beginning of a movie you set mood you set tone that's exactly what they're doing here this is going to be cheap oh well yeah oh you're setting a very cheap tone you're just having a bunch of dry this house is like by the water it's like kind of near a cliff or whatever but they don't that's not our opening, seeing the spooky forest, right? No. Right. We're in the plane. Mahogany. There's Kelly. Well, have you seen? We see her first. Have you seen her main character? Oh, all right. Have what I about seen William them? Cat? Yeah. Uh, 1985's House. No, I've never seen the House series once. <laughs> Once again, it's you who pulled me in. Look at that piece of crap house, right? Right. That's a scary house. Well, the premise is it's an ordinary house, and then wacky, crazy things pop up, like puppets. Right. The thing is, you see all the cobwebs and stuff, right? They never clean it up. (laughs) Never clean it up. It's like the Munster's house. It's a big house, man. It's, It's what, two partiers? Is that William Cat? Now, yeah, that's the America's Greatest Hero, and across from him is Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman, you mean Aaron Hall? Well, I just think Aaron Hall would have been perfect for this part. It's the stepbrother. Right. So, (laughs) um, Roger is is Kit's name, uh, William Cat's name. So Roger is like right. inherited the house from his da- father who's passed, and he was sworn to keep it in the family. And the stepbrother, uh, he is Burke. Burke. He's like, he wants to sell the house, and he's kind of sleazy about it. You know, come on, let the past go. Let's listen. Now, all right, so 1986's House. He is yeah. a mystery writer, a la Stephen King, and a Vietnam vet, because back then those movies were popular. Right. And he gets haunted. He gets inherits the house. And he's haunted by his Vietnam uh, memories that manifest. Okay. And George Wentz in the first one. The second one is these party dudes inherit a house and they party, and there's a silver, there's a crystal skull, and they they meet their 
they they exhume their their grandfather who hangs out with them. Exhume. And, uh, exhume. Has nothing Exhume. Yeah. And it hangs. Like with if it. you were. Yeah, they just hangs out with him. Well, because he, he the crystal skull made him immortal, so he was waiting for a relative to bury him. Uh-huh. Uh, I was wondering. And then the third one is. Yeah. Yeah, the third but one's not even what do you a sequel. About no, it's about uh, like a supernatural Freddy Krueger who gets killed in the electric chair, and then he haunts uh, Lance Henderson's family. Oh. Henderson was the cop that brought down Brian Jones. So this, this is, one is uh, like Ezra. it brings back the original character. Are what? Where? What movie are we watching? We're watching House Four. Right, and this is oh, Ezra. Steadily- and Ezra's like an Indian guy, and he can tell Jesse Pinkman's a sleaze. You see how he gives him the cold shoulder? Yeah. I mean, this is all playing into That guy looks like He just said to him, Jesse Pinkman cover. insulting said, how? You know? Right. Well, it's out of context. He said what, when, why, and why? <laughs> and they only, they, it was on the cutting room floor. They only left in the... Yeah, it made Jesse Pinkman look like a douche. <laughs> right. These reality shows, you know, it's the way they cut them. The way they cut them. They're scripted, you know, according to the editors. Now, Ezra's saying crap like, it is good you are not selling, you know, now the spirits will rest easy. Like, the grandfather made an agreement never to sell this house. And as long as he does, the spirits will rest easy. It's like one of those ancient Indian burial ground situations. The jacket does not fit him. You know? Because everything in this movie is formulaic. Yeah, well, you know, house for sale. Who's your favorite house? It's House MD, right? Yeah, he's he's a can be both a dramatic and a comedic actor. He's proven it. Well, he, he may be blunt, but you know he's gonna save your life. I like House from uh, Police Academy Four, one of the new recruits. Mm. He's like really big. They call him House. <laughs> I remember um, it was what was it? It was House Five, Step, was Citizens on Patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was four. I think House of Mitt might have been five, mm-hmm. Miami, but at the same time that uh, David Spade showed up, so it might have been four. Do you think it would be a good movie, like Kitten plays House Party, like a like a done today, and they haunt it, like they died in there <laughs> from an overdose? What do you think? Yeah, they only show up and they throw a party. <laughs> right. It's like they bring buckets. It, yeah, if you have a party one night, like maybe you're the kind of person who does it once every three months or so. You have a party. <laughs> and kitten player there, you know. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. I like it. Martin Lawrence is the DJ. But they're ghosts. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. They're not ghosts. They just show up. Okay, so I just want to... It's 10 minutes in. We're supposed to know everything we need to know, right? So 
We've met the wife and daughter. She's 12, although in real life she's 18. We know Roger's the dad. We know he just inherited this house. We know the stepbrother wants it. We know there's this weird stuff going on with Ezra. He shows up and things feel mystical, right? And now we're about to see what's under the floorboards. And then we know everything we don't even know for this movie. Is there like a separate bathroom down there? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they put in a half bath. Ezra's <laughs> gonna pee. No one's the first one to take a crap in here. The thing right, is, so look at see. how the ground is dirt. It's a basement, it's under the porch, right? Or it's under the porch. Uh I guess you're right. Look at the yeah, they're. I guess they're under the porch. Yeah. What do you do? You under there? You put like a box of groceries or something. Well, oh, or put that giant milk. It depends on how old you are. What you do under there? If you are like sixteen, you're doing pod. If you're like eleven, you're like with girls, and you know, you show me yours. There's lots of things. Right. <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm not coming over. Okay, now, Maybe that's now is pretend culture. You know. <laughs> he threw stuff over it. And now... Right, this movie doesn't even give a shit to get it right. It's just pretend culture. Later on, we'll see this uh, guy when he, she goes to see him. He's in a Catholic church. Does that make sense for a Native American? So he doesn't show up until later? He shows up again, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's gonna do this thing and then he's Is he gonna like blow up? He's like, huh? Oh, it's too much. <laughs> no, this film is useless. They won't play him the way they should have. It's you know. He's his character well becomes right? very much a dud. Like in the beginning of the movie, you think that he's gonna be a big part of the mysticism of the film. No, he just he right. becomes an advisor. Hi, just checking in on you. It's dumb. I like how it's directed. You can clearly feel like she's driving and he's in the passenger seat. Mm. Right? Look at that. Yeah. Graceful. The, the, it might be graceful, but they <laughs> need to watch out for front tire blowouts, I feel. On that model, that year's model. The 1992 totally poster. They spent their whole budget on that car. Well, there was lots of tire blowouts in that vehicle, is all I'm saying. Oh, I got you. It, Ralph Nader was again. Oh, shit. They just had a front tire blowout. See? There was a factory recall. We can't be held culpable. Ouch! Now, this was a big got the part of the budget of this film. Look how good the now director did uh, that. It's all wandering off on yeah, its own. He's, yeah, it's great. They showed him a storyboard. And he <laughs> now, this guy is not the car fell upside down. To the he would have broken out. Well, he wouldn't know how, and then he would figure it out. Right. But... Our hero is Kelly. She can get out. Well, uh -oh. I told you the Fast and the Furious rule is that when the car flips over multiple times or 
time. As long as it lands on the wheels, they're okay. Right, and if it doesn't, they're yeah, it's a plot point. Yeah, you gotta drag them out. You gotta drag them out. But if you land the wheels, you can still drive, or you go pew. Now she saved the dog. Can she drag him out in time? I say no. Just to spoil it for you. Oh, he's out of this movie. Yeah, he spent two days shooting this movie. He spent two days. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm going back to whatever William Cat does. That's right. He got his money. He got his money. He showed up. You got to admit, that's a long time coming. He should have been in the sequel or the treacle. The treacle. Look at her mascara, how it's set up to run. Look how she's signing the unplug his ass orders. This film is terrible. It just hits it over the head. She seems really upset. I don't know if it's because of the makeup. Look how charred up that thing is. That's the remains of William Cat. William. Well, he's alive. He's alive. Now look at the reflection, right? It's yeah. every movie you ever saw before, and she's gonna cry. But poorly lit. Cue the Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> look, the whole thing, like when he was exploding the car, she's like, Roger! She's like a one note, uh, you know, I'm upset now. I'm, I'm scared now. Okay, you're going to see a guy with the shovel, this guy with the shovel shoveling dirt into the wind so that it blows on camera. And you'll see him on the left-hand side right now. Shovel. (laughs) Did you see it? I did. Well, I'm I'm using the highest quality screen to watch this movie. I didn't see it on my phone. See that dust swirling up? He did it. Yeah, right. He's cool, man. He he looked really disheveled, though. Look at this 90s technology for a wheelchair. Did you order the wood model? No. Yeah. It's like wicker. You feel fine on this for six hours. This is Little House on the Prairie wheelchair. Look at those dusty roads. Now there's a great scene here where her dress blows up from the wind and you can see her pants. Yeah. Well, I'll pause it. You, you learned this in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I've watched this film eight times just because of this that scene. <laughs> if you could, that scene. That's why I love tennis so much. Really? Yeah, they wear those little skirts. I mean, you just see their panties all the time. Yeah, but you watch men's tennis. <laughs> no, I do oh, not. Read a book. Now, look, no the house that they're coming home to, it's not clean. It hasn't been cleaned. Do you see that? Right. But isn't that a little, like, like, I mean, where's all their moving stuff? You know, this is day one in a new house? Not really. Didn't they have like a uh, roommate? Maybe <laughs> picking a house spot. Yeah, he was a comedic plot point. He was the roommate. Morning, Kelly. 
<laughs> Would you please get out of my house? Okay, we're out of corn pop. Okay. I just brought a box. This represents William Kitt's involvement in this movie. He's dead right. in a vase. I mean, he showed up. He did some, you'll see some memory scenes. And he did, oh, here's Ed Asner. Is it really? No. No. I, I um, believe you. This guy was like Little House on the Prairie, the 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 preacher. Oh, whoops. More like um, where's Arthur Treacher's? Okay, well then he was uh, on Gunsmoke. He was the storekeeper. Oh right, here's your coffee, Hoss. Right, exactly. And also in the Green Mile with Tom Hanks, he was the old. Tom Hanks is an old man. Oh, <laughs> they CGI his face. Oh. Ed Asner, about. there he is, Ed Asner. Now look so at the cobwebs on her bed, Mike. Do you see the cobwebs on her bed? Yeah, well, you know. They won't be, they'll be there through the duration of the film. The spooky house mom. She will never clean up. <laughs> but seriously, Mike, you just get some paper towels and you can even just make them damp. And you just yeah, get you would, rid of the dust. As suppressed as I am, I would kind of clean up some cobwebs. Now, all that's happening in this scene is this, this film's so cheap. All that's happening is pressure. You should come home with us, you and your your mother. Pressure. You've got to, Roger's dead. You've got to let go of this house. Pressure. Christopher Lloyd wants her to come back. What? I said Christopher Lloyd wants her back home. Huh? Oh, is that Christopher Lloyd looking at? <laughs> you don't see Ed Asner in him? I see Christopher Lloyd. Oh, buddy, we gotta go back. Look at the clothes he's wearing. He's going off like with crocodile. He's hunting. dressed his clothes in He's a butcher. Oh, you think he's Sam the butcher? <laughs> so anyway, it's like, go home, Dad. Now look, the director does one good thing here. Uh, the bed collapses and she cries. Well, it's symbolic. The rats got to it. Well, I mean, their dad was just real <clears throat> down on her. It was a bummer of a scene. A, a rule this movie breaks all the time is you're supposed to have this, like, emotionally charged opposites as you enter and exit a scene, and they never do that. Right. It, it, like, for the viewer, it makes it a bit of a emotional roller coaster i mean a really small one but you know you're happy at the beginning and by the end something's changed now you're suspicious and it's got to be like that it's this flashback yeah it's uh she's remembering her first halloween that's what's going to happen for the whole rest of this little act one she's going to have her memories remember the scene you just saw where i had to unplug my husband let me remind you of that again. Oh, she's cut herself. Darn it. Ooh. That's a deep cut. Now, uh, the uh, daughter, Laura, is really in real life 18 years old, but she's playing a 12-year-old, and you believe it. 12-year-old. What is oh, that? It's that. the he oldest cliche in the book. It's shipping Hershey syrup. Oh, I mean blood. 
What is that weird blood. noise? There's something in the basement. In this house. Four. Four. That's it. I'm serious when I'm telling you that something's in this house. Four. <laughs> the calls are coming from inside the house. Four. <laughs> yeah. Laura, you've got to get out. The calls are coming from inside the house. Four. <laughs> Sorry. House rules. Asterisk four. <laughs> oh, look at that butt. Mm -mm. Now, this is a child actress. Okay. She was he zapped into a child? No, she is a child. She's just one of those child actresses. Oh. She's the cleaning lady. Her name is Verna Klump. She's pretending to be an old lady. You see her wig? Yeah. I it's guess, how old do you think she is? Maybe eight? She looks like a 35-year-old woman. <laughs> what? 35, I don't know what? anymore. Are we watching the same movie? I'm talking about the cleaning lady, Verna Clamp, right there. See? See those eyes? Yeah, she's with the oh, she's eight years old? With the, well, don't you? Maybe maybe 12. No, 11. Maybe 11. She nailed it. Nailed the role. First try. First cast. The truth is, her name is uh, Denny Dillon, and she was uh, yes, that's right. Saturday Night Live. Ooh, I love Denny Dillon. Yeah, she was in the 1980 season, the sixth right. season, right? With uh, what Eddie Murphy, Joe Piscopo, uh, Charles Rocket, Gilbert Gottfried. No, I think they all got fired. I'm not I sure if Eddie it was Murphy. that or the brand new cast overnight they had. Remember. Wasn't she also not necessarily the news when she was doing HBO as well? Uh, not according to my research. I'm okay. She started in Saturday Night Fever, but just as sort of like a bit player in it. But the next thing you know, she was on Saturday Night Live '80 and '81. Then fame as Corky the cashier and Miami Vice and Designing Women and Night Court and Nash Bridges. She did a bunch of TV after that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was a comedian in the 70s. And she's still active, and she's still 11 years old. Danny Dillon. Yeah, she was funny on Saturday Night Live. You're just being guessed. <laughs> she's just, no Gary Kroger, I guess. You're just being nice. Yeah, she's no Charles Rocket. He had a great third act. What, he committed suicide, Carl? Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's better to burn out uh, than fade away. That's the way I feel about it. What is Verna doing in people's drawers? You see, she's rooting through. Yeah, she put in people's drawers. Her parents are going to pick her up after work. Uh-oh. There was a rat. It scared her. Now her... Flashlight has Flashlight's fallen the into the Indian manhole cover. Oh, right, from the beginning of the movie. What is that slime on? Wow, my here? hand is scared. You're soaking in it. 
She's pretty, isn't she? See, she's got some. We'll, we'll have to see her. What's that? <laughs> okay. Oh, I said that. Now, uh, wait, I got to interrupt you. We're now going to see a woman who works on the cast is sitting at the table. Now, when she exits the room, look on your left. You'll see a girl sitting at the table with like a script. Okay, she hears the sound. out of here, really? Yeah, right now. Look to the left. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they left it in. <laughs> they must have just shot this movie in. Cat's gone. Oh, we got one more day of shooting. Sorry, my parents picked me up. Love, Verna. I think you don't she think she be. looks childlike? You don't think she looks childlike? Denny Dillon? Yeah. Maybe not childlike. <laughs> you don't want to get canceled. We could cancel the show at any time. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Pretend your legs don't work oh. and roll them. <laughs> Just Quick, don't move the your legs. The thing is, One take, please. We only got enough camera. <laughs> throughout the whole film, you can see her assisting people who carry her and, you know, position oh, right. her. <laughs> right. As you're swinging her foot over to the left, she's like secretly helping, you know, and you could totally see it in her body. Is, is her bedroom on the second floor? Uh, yes. Okay. I didn't see that. Look at her PJs in Look at her. It's like 70 in the evening. Right. You see her hair, like you'll see, um, Kelly's hair will change throughout. Don't you think Kelly's pretty? Remind me who Kelly is? She's, Carl, she's, she's 12 years old. No. She's 18. (laughs) No, not. Oh, her? Um, yes. The mom. <laughs> I guess. What's that on her hair? Oh, that's her hair. What is that on her he- your head? <laughs> uh, Laurel Cobb is the kid. Her name, Laurel, Laurel. Her name is Melissa Clayton. She was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Uh, she was on Body Language. Uh, she was She was in stuff. This one, she's pretty. Not right now. Her hair is messing her up. (laughs) Her hair's great. Oh, she's going to look in the mirror, right? Don't look in the mirror. But it fixes the light. The the thing is, like, we're getting creepy music, and it's going right now, tonight, she will, like, experience creepy stuff. And it's really bad. It's cheap. Well, this her gashing wound is still up. Yeah, well, her one hand has a gashed wound, and the other one has this, like, slime she touched. She, she can't wash off. Really? That's Roger. So, the French call him Roger. I missed your work in the 
you say. William, I mean, William Cameron's great. Uh, great American Heroes, great. House of yeah. Great in 86. Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Although in Carrie, he kind of walked through Carrie, right? He was just the pretty guy. He was a pretty guy, but he, he, did, he, he did his part. He's like in the beginning, I think. The thing is, he's a lookalike of his father, if you can believe it. His father's name was Bill Williams, and he was an actor. He was in The Adventures of Kit Carson. He was like a B actor, but he's the spitting image of his son. Well, I'm familiar with William Williams. I knew friends called him William. <laughs> William Williams. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> same curly, so same curly here. His mom was on Perry Mason. She was like the secretary. <clears throat> Della Street. Uh, Della Street, the secretary. Yes, exactly right. Listen, that's I know my crosswords. Yeah. Wow. So. When the when the they conceived this boy, he was cloned because he looks just like hey, his dad. So you see a little girl. I see breakfast. You see breakfast from Denny's. Yeah, from Denny's. Denny's for breakfast. I hop Denny's. <laughs> I'm Your with first you. name is Denny. The Denny I used to always go to in L.A. when I lived there for so many years was the one we saw in that movie um, uh, with Jane Fonda and Jeff Bridges. What the happened morning. last night movie? The morning after. The morning after, yeah. What happened? My I yeah. was always there. The director's making her see the girls dance, and they have legs. I mean, it sucks. This movie's terrible. It's a pretty cheap shot. It just, this whole movie hits everything over the head. I wish I had legs. Meanwhile, they'll never play that out in the film. There was no point to do it. There's no scene in which, look, Mom, I can walk. You know, there's none of that. That you're just being jerk. Right. <laughs> we would like to buy these items. Is the man in the house available? Uh, uh, no, actually. He, well, let, me, let me talk to you about this. Oh, so this is Christmas, buying, right? No. This is the projector that he was futzing with at, with at the beginning of the film. Roger was. And um, right. later it'll come to life and she'll watch a whole movie with Roger. I was going to say, it's probably going to come to life. Okay, now Jesse Pinkman showed up again, but Jesse's got two thugs. You see how the, there's two thugs who work for Jesse. What's going on here? Right. I don't work at a haberdashery. Did you know that Cat, uh, Cat he, he auditioned for the part of Luke Skywalker? Oh, would have been a good one. Now, when he did his audition, Kurt Russell was opposite him for him for Han, Han Solo. Now, Kurt Russell would have been a very good Han Solo. Not better than the one we got, but. Right. Oh, I'm sure whoever got the roles would have been good. Mike, Mike, Mike. Whoever got the what? roles would have been great. <laughs> like... Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
doesn't matter. You know that guy who played Fredo? What if Fredo tried out for Luke Skywalker? You're perfect. It would have been great. I think he would have been better as Yoda. Okay, so what's happening here is he shows up and finds out that the house isn't his like he thought. See, he made this deal with the chemical company, and we'll find out later, okay? So he's trying to tell her, you got to get out. And shes he's, like, hassling her right now. Look how scared she is. She's really a one Oh, yeah, no, I can see it. Every, every, like, I'm being scared emotion. I'm upset emotion. Look how her eyes are bulging. It's cute. I, I guess Jesse Pinkman stole Walter White's hat. <clears throat> right, and it doesn't fit him. Yeah, it's he, like he, he doesn't look right in his clothes at all. You know why? Because he has a day job in the sewer. <laughs> He's supposed to be like Boy. a gangster, is is what's going on. He looks like Yogi Bear with pants. He looks like Yogi Bear. Yeah, but with pants. There's Denny again. Okay, there. here are the thugs, and the guy on the right is Carnosaur. I beg your pardon? The guy who's going to drive the car is from Carnosaur. Oh, from Carnosaur? Yeah. Oh, man. His name is Ned Jesus. Bellamy. Well, this movie is 92. Carnosaur is 93. So That's right. That's right. It's coming from this piece of crap. He moved on to that piece of crap. He's a star <laughs> yeah, on our show. I know, right? Good old Ned Bellamy. Hell yeah. Okay, now this movie is just going to be so stupid. It's just going to do, do the dumbest thing you've ever seen. And it has no point for the whole movie. Ready? Is it going to be animation? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha! Ha-ha! Whoa. It disappears. Don't right. judge me, 11-year-old. This is oh. that's the only trophy William Cat ever got from his actor. Okay, so out of the ashes popped a hand that grabbed Kelly. Which is threatening. But the thing is, we'll never see that again. That'll never play out into anything. It isn't like in this house they can touch you. You know, there's not, it's, we'll never see it again. And those were ashes of her dead husband. In this movie, he's the hero. He doesn't want to scare her. I don't know. It's stupid. And this movie is stupid. It wasn't thought out. <laughs> you know, those ashes are just, you know, it was the demon of the ashes. It wasn't really. William Cat. Right. But, but I mean, I guess. just didn't have a point in the film. You know, the, the guys who wrote this are very interesting. Okay, Jeff Miller, he only wrote this thing called Deep Star Six. He has two other credits. This Deirdre Higgins, it's her only writing credit. As a matter of fact, she's a costume and wardrobe director. She's got, that's her credit. But 
The guy who wrote the story wrote Munchie. Oh, my God. Another Corman film. Right. And Munchie, Munchie Strikes Back. Jim Wynarski, who directed Munchie, who always was under Roke Roger Corman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wrote Munchie Strikes Munchie Strike Back. It's that Munchie attacks the bad yeah. guy. Yeah. A different neighborhood. So, it has nothing to do with the kids or the family. <laughs> Okay, so another guy who wrote this story, R.J. Robertson, wrote with Jim Wynarski, Munchie Strikes Back. No, excuse me. No, I'm wrong. <clears throat> Jim Wynarski directed Munchie Strikes Back, but R.J. Robertson wrote it for him. And he wrote Dreamscape. Gotcha. And he Did wrote he? The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, so he's for real. Oh, wow. I, I should have recognized the name sooner, right? Oh, of course I know him. He wrote Buckley's Bonsai. <laughs> this is a plumber, and he was in The Curse of the Black Pearl. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean. He was one of the pirates. Uh -huh. Here's your coffee. Here's your coffee pirate. Oh, no, he wasn't one of the pirates. He's one of the English guys, I think. I forget. <laughs> right. This is his only appearance so in the people film. So he just walked into the house, right? Well, he just he got glasses. They've heard creaking, and you know the pipes were coming out gloppy. So he just came and checked everything, and it's all a okay and fine. And the joke is, his hands are filthy, and he'll he'll shake her hand, he'll touch the door. Oh, I can't wait. <clears throat> These jokes are a lot better when you tell me in advance. There you go. Here's your bill. Here's your bill. She go. He goes. You can mail it in. Look, he's touching. He's getting your hand. Yeah. <laughs> See the white. She do from the other scene, right? Yeah. yeah. There's the door. You know, um, when Verna sits at the table, there she looks like a big. She's a big girl. It really looks like <laughs> a grown-up person. I don't know why. That's the best she could do about Teddy Dillon. <laughs> That's what she looks like to me. It looks like she needs a high chair. Do you think there's a, a town called Dillon where there's a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look how youthful she looks, you know? I mean, she just looks like a little girl. Yeah. Look how she walks. That's so cute. Look at that. Come here, girl. Come here. That's a good girl. You, you're, you're a parent. You can relate. <laughs> you believe William Cat was in. She's good. She's good on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. This is. I know he couldn't wait to get killed. Oh, see. Okay. Right. Thirty minutes or less. This guy is like a casting director, and he's from East Brunswick, New Jersey. But in this movie, he got to be the pizza man. Now the pizza is gonna come is gonna have a face in it, <laughs> and it's gonna scare us, and she's gonna attack it. It's so stupid this movie. So so every so everyone sees it. It's not just it's just the hero. Nope, she will it's just be it.
The guy's a stunt man. Um, the guy who's uh, yours or mine. She's gonna attack the pizza. Yeah, but that, but she's provoked. Pizza man. Yeah, you know the song. I'm your pizza man. Oh yeah. I'm your pizza man. Well, that's what the guy was singing when he delivered the pie. But listen, the box is singing it, Mike. This is a stunt person. Yeah, I hear it. Whoa! Well, I tried the best. Now, the only reason I like the Pizza Batman guy in the box is because he did the stunts in Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college. Oh, Ghoulies go to college, which we saw. So he, when the, uh, it was his hand in the puppet when the stuff fell on. I guess, yeah. Beer fell on his, on, on the. So the music was written by not Henry Mancini. It was Harry Manfred. Fred in the. <laughs> it looked like it looked like Henry Mancini in the opening credits. And he did all four house films. He did the scores. Wow. Yeah. So that Probably house film that wasn't even a house film. He did the score. Huh. So, oh, really? Horror show. Yeah, Pizza Man was written by Harry Manfredini and Louis Abernathy, the director. The director? Oh, wow. And I thought it had an Abernathy twang. I'm your pizza man. <laughs> I'm your pizza man. Took two guys to write that. Yeah, right. They're like, well, we should do something. Yeah. I think. Did you write the song, Pizza. boys? Oh, yeah, we wrote it. It goes, uh... Yeah, we got it right here. It's on the piano. Uh, I'm your... You wanted, like... Man. I want a pizza man. Oh, all right. You want your pizza man. Well, I'm your the pizza, pizza man. pizza doesn't come to life. She's trying to kill it. It's attacking her, you know. The, um... Now we get a joke. Turn on the sound. Okay. Well, I'm a couple of seconds behind, so... That's okay. No anchovies. Mom? You happy now? No more anchovies. Now, this is you know the best part directing credit. Louis Abernathy, this is it. He just made this. I think I would be exhausted after this movie. Yeah, well, he wrote, he was a writer and an actor. And for writing, he was in this... I don't know, two films I never heard of, Deep Star 6 in 89, Terminal Invasion in 2002, one of the many screenwriters to submit a draft for the film Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, wow. But I mean, he's got two credits as special effects, one credit as camera electrical department. He's got four acting credits. He has one credit called visual effects. This guy was just like, whatever job you got, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'll, I'll direct it. What is it? House three? Oh, technically house four? Okay, that, that doesn't okay. change a thing. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't want me to direct it, I could do, the, I could be the gaffer, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be craft services. What do you guys need? He could. He does everything. I'm here to be your best director. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is filming. You know the best best part. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna make a joke about the Brill Building. I'm still caught up about it. Not only did the Brill Building produce like classic music, but they would also validate your parking, which was great because the parking was garages underneath the Brill Building was outrageous. So this was filmed in November of 90, uh, and it was unreleased until it went to, okay, it went to video late January 92, but really that's sort of like only, you know, it's January, so I don't know, it's about a year later, and this isn't a direct sequel, it's like loosely connected to the other films, okay, in the first film, William Cass' character is married to Terry Trias with the 12-year-old daughter, and there's no mention of the fact that she was married to Kay Lenz and had a son in the first film. Wait a minute, he was the same guy in the first film, but he had a different family? Yeah, he had a different family. And um, That's crazy. Yeah, so Roger Cobb. He was a yeah, polygamist. I guess so. His mother, his aunt gave him the house in the first film, and his father gave it to him in this one. Well, yeah, they, it does. They are loosely based because they both have the word house in their title. Right. And then William Cat, right? Great. Now, is she wearing okay. yoga pants? Is she wearing Right. Pants? She's Yogi Bearing it. Oh, Yogi's going to take a shower. Yeah, guess what? The food's going to come, just... you know. Blood. blood. Oh, it's too hot. It, then it gets too cold. I can't take a bath in this blood. Right. <laughs> right. When the blood first comes right. out, it's very warm from the body, but then very yeah. quickly it catches. Very cold. Yeah. Usually when I'm lathering. Oh my god, this she's gonna wash her hair. It's gonna take twenty minutes. Yeah, but the thing is, her hair is like so. You see, poof. It's not even wet yet. Poof. It's. Oh, well, it more food. no, I mean, it, it turns wet in two seconds. Oh, no. Blood. Ah, blood. Fruit punch. Ah, she's bathing in blood. I mean, it's just every horror movies. This movie was not written uh, with any thought. There's a movie called Psycho. I guess you could start with there. Well, they don't do psycho, right? They don't do stabbing and blood. No, down but the she's in her, she's in the shower. Yes. Is she gonna realize she's covered in blood yet? Yeah. Well, she'll see it in the mirror, and ah, I'm freaking out, and you know. She's gotta get her contacts on. It's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> Get out or die. It's so stupid. Scare. Right. Now, the thing is that dark, ghostly spirit behind her, we'll never see anything like that again in the film. This film makes no sense. The first two movies were like, you know, it was kind of like jokey. The first one was R-rated, but it was still kind of, the idea was it was like, you know, scares like frights like things that jump at you 
Uh-huh. So people will be looking at a door and there'll be nothing there and they turn around and there's like a jump scare. There's a monster behind them. Blah. Right. So this movie is definitely doing the jump scares. Yes, absolutely. Is she dreaming or she's painting the house? She's dreaming. She's dreaming. And look, girl can walk or stand. Or dream. I think the dream is they need more thinner. Oh, what blood? Oh, no. to do with anything. Well, man, I got to turn this music off. I didn't realize I was listening to it. Remember when you killed your husband? Oh, yeah, that time I killed my husband. Right, Rachel Dratch was the nurse. You killed your husband. (laughs) Nurse Ratchet. Blood out of the pen. What? Out of blood. Deed of trust. Oh my God! It is is my brother-in-law, step-brother-in-law. Oh yeah. And it's Jesse Pinkerton. We're vandalizing your husband's hospital room. It doesn't make any sense. What is this movie trying to say? They said we only have two sets. It's not even William Cannon there. That's right. It's the daughter. Does that make any sense? None of this film's script well, has any point. I'm no therapist. But is that going to wrap oh. up somehow? I was really my father all along. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Well, she got woken up for a bad dream, so she brought water to her. Right. Well, she, that's the oh, thing. The he, the Laurel says, Mom, can I have some water? Look how she walks in as if there was no nightmare she just had. Yeah. Her hair is perfect. What? Oh, no. Freddy Krueger horror. It's just so stupid. Wasn't that the way Johnny Depp died in uh, Nightmare Before, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't know. He was in his bed and it just sucked him in. I think he was in a bath. Oh, wow. No. She's gotten mad. Why was there a knife next to the bed? Well, you see, it just appeared out of nowhere. So the ghost gave it to her. She's freaking out. She's freaking out. Look, she could be stabbing her daughter. Do it. Do it. Does she have a knife? The movie. She has a knife. Yeah. Look, disappears. Thank you. Disappears. Uh-huh. Now she's freaking out in front of her child. And she's the Laurel's like, Mom, and having a very traumatic experience. I hate this director. I hate this movie. Yeah, this movie's not good, huh? It's no it's no house one. You'd be probably served if we did better if we did house. <laughs> I always wanted to see the fourth sequel, the third sequel. Now, Look, is this a Roman Catholic church? It could be a Pueblo. I don't know. You don't know? What makes you think it's Roman Catholic? It's a Star of David on the door, right? How would I know? Uh, No, it's not a... No, the answer is no. I hope they want, like, Girl Scout cookies. Knock, knock, knock. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't a Roman Catholic church, and I strongly criticize the movie for putting a Native American. And well, look, look at that cross. Look at that cross. 
Did you see Christ? There's just candle holders. The candle holders. Oh, you mean on the wall back there? No. That was a mistake. Jesus. Jesus on the cross, dude. Look at that cross right there. And I know. But in the cell, he called him Jose. Jose. Josie. Oh, look at Thanks, that boombox. Yeah, it's a Holy Ghost boombox. It's 1990. Now, okay, look, he's a Native American. He uh, is. And he is in real life, too. Why would you put him in a Roman right. Catholic church director? This is the first time she got out of the house, the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, except to kill her husband. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, right. Of course, the beginning, she killed her husband. Now, this Ezra guy is like, uh, he began as an opera singer. He is a Native American. It's uh, Chitamahai. I don't know how to say it. And they're from Louisiana. And they are one of the only indigenous people in the state who still control some of their original land. That doesn't sound very good. Huh. I heard they gave way? it up after this movie. There was an opera skit on The Many Lives of Dobie Gillis, and he performed on it, and they liked him. Next thing you know, he got cast in TV all the time. He's our Star Trek connection. Oh, really? Yeah, original series as well as The Next Generation and Voyager. He is connected. Wow. Now, you mentioned Deep Space Five. Wasn't that a Star Trek thing? <laughs> Right? I didn't, I didn't mention Help it. Me out here, but... Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, Deep Space Nine, right? No, but if you know Deep Space Nine and all the shows and everything, some guy goes, Deep Space Five. It's so funny. Because, you know, like maybe you saw the commercial for it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I used to binge that show all the time. I'm CW. That Star Trek right? Generations. Oh man, I love that new Star Trek show on Paramount Plus. I love that show. Yeah, that's great. I love them all. Listen, out of all the new Star Trek shows on Paramount Plus, I think the first, I would say three of them are really good. <laughs> and then the other three are really good. And then the new three are pretty good. I've never watched the new Star Trek. I guess I need to if I'm going to shoot my mouth off about it all the time. Yeah, there's like Enterprise and Picard, and there's a cartoon show, The Lower Deck. It's a lot of Star Trek. I, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep just keep up. You know, I might miss yeah. a few. They want my Star Trek dollars. You think they were lucky in the Next Generation? They said, "Whoa, we could use this formula, but use new people, <laughs> right?" Like a Star Trek, right. Star Wars. It's the same. It's the same family, and it goes. You know, can't go beyond that. Absolutely, you're right. You know, uh -oh. Darth. Is that decaf? Is that is that coffee? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, here uh, we are. This is the chemical plant. Yeah, whatever grows chemicals. That's an '80s joke. Ironically, calling it acne. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're at the chemical factory, boss. Shut up. Carnivore's driving. Uh-oh. Joker's up there. Done falling. 
<laughs> right. Sorry, guys. I knew we could take the elevator. So all we're seeing now is like just bullshit movie. I mean, they're manufacturing right. chemical waste as if like that was the product. You see? Sure. Yeah, they're shirtless and they're 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 hardworking Americans sealing yeah. up the toxic toxic waste. Were they gonna put the toxic waste in the house for? <laughs> yes, they are. They're not what about the monsters? What the, it, what it is is you got to level the house and prepare it. It's going to be a dump. He agreed. I'll take all your toxic waste. Just pay me. I'll put it in my uh, sister-in-law's house. Yeah, that's right. I will. I will make a facility that will accept and store all your waste. Yeah, but they don't live in a rural neighborhood. They live in this like uh, suburb, right? I know. I don't know. This movie's stupid. Now we're gonna meet the evil, the evil chemical factory guy now, and he is disgusting to look at. Why? Because he's. Oh, there he is. You're gonna be like, well, you know, people are fine, and then he, they have this whole <laughs> disgusting bit where there's phlegm. They're doing phlegm. Oh. So he's a scary mob kind of guy. He's the president of the chemical factory. Right. You know, so it's pressure. Like, um, Jesse Pinkman is like, I want to talk to you about the house. And he goes, the house? Last week it was your house. You see my confusion. Well, you see my sister-in-law. She's, a, you know, so he's getting prepped. I don't care what your lawyer said to you. It's basically there. He's, you know, being tough and later I'll put the squeeze on him. I don't get it. Can't the chemical factory find another place? Yes, in re the real world, but not in this movie. In this movie, he had a deal. We had a deal. You're going to level that house. Buy it from her. Oh, this director is terrible. Do you recognize Carnosaur? Uh, does a Carnosaur pop out of his stomach? <laughs> Maybe. Do we see a, a point of view of the Carnosaur's uh, red vision as it runs over to the guy and eats him? I, I think you did see him, this guy in Carnosaur. Here comes the phlegm. Yeah. Here comes the phlegm. Oh, I can't. I, I, I'm just going to not look. I, I can't stand to watch it. It's just so horrible. Okay, I'm not looking. <laughs> Is it still, right. going, on? It's still going on? I'm yeah, sure. still going on. It's not going to look yeah, for yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, still going on. No, don't look. Don't look. Okay, don't look, Carl. Carl, don't look. <laughs> hey, Carl, check out, check out what's outside. Carl, don't, don't look. You cannot. Don't oh, look. Still, still don't look. Yeah, please don't look. I don't know why I'm looking. I just had like one for dinner. Don't look. His name is Mr. Grosso. He was in Live and Die in L.A. To Live and Die in really? L.A. He was in Seven Days. He was in this. That's it. Okay, the phone's gone. Ah. Huh. Thank you. 
Jesse Pinkman. I guess he does look like Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm knocking him a little hard here. He um let's see where is it? He's on page one of the cast for Guild. Okay, his name is Scott <laughs> Burkholder. And he uh -huh. is, uh, that's, it's kind of funny they call him Burke, right? His name's Burke Holder. He's known for Crimson Tide, my fellow Americans, Con Air. Oh, all right. I've seen one of those movies. Okay, now, what they're doing is giving him some toxic waste to drink. To remind him he better right. get it done. Now, the guy who plays Charlie, not um not um Carnosaur guy, is very interesting. He was in, let's see, what was he in? I don't remember Carnosaur Guy. I, I just I know his face, but like you know, I saw that movie like four times. Where is it? Right, yeah, yeah, of course. Ch Charles, okay. He was on Crime Story 1986. He was in Thief 1981. Oh, yeah. Like an okay film. He was in Miami, Miami Vice in 84, and he's part of the whole Miami Vice-like nostalgia thing. And the thing is, he was a former jewel thief in real life. Now, when his TV career kind of petered out... He's the coolest guy in the world. He returned to a life of crime. He went back to... No way, really? Yeah, he went to Chicago, where he comes from. And, like, in the, you know, 90s, he was charged with multiple counts of theft by deception. And he pleaded guilty. In 94, he was caught carrying over 100 items classified as burglary tools. What? Think he was carrying it? Mm -hmm. Like his bag? His cat burglar bag? Yeah. It must have been like late at night. He was doing his thing. Some patrol right, he broke car open came by. He stole the diamond. <clears throat> right. Sir, you dropped your diamond pinchers. Oh, they're not my diamond pinchers, officer. I've never seen those diamond pinchers. <laughs> oh, house flies. Ooh, lizard flies. Okay, what's happening now is I'm not selling, I'm not selling, I'm not selling. So Burke has decided to scare. This is uh, not ghosts. This is real life. It's not ghosts or anything. So this is a jump scare where they turn around and it's just a box of spaghetti. She doesn't notice? She had her hey. ear. Uh, she didn't. Meanwhile, mom is still in love with the greatest American hero. Oh, yeah. Who I told you his name is been a good Luke Skywalker, Michael. What are you talking about? He would have been the best easy on the eye Skywalker. I mean, all he needed was like some guy with curly hair. It was 1976 they filmed it. You were talking about Carrie. Yeah, I guess it would have. The mom can't hear this? He would have been good in that, I guess. I got Just poked stupid. in his by bug eye. <laughs> Which eye? Uh, the nineteenth the one. Nineteenth. No, no, no. If you're counting from the right. 
Look, the lamp came to life. The dog. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God, dog. look, it's a dog's view. Nice Doesn't dog. he look like Carnosaur with that thing on his head? You think that was like a Carnosaur stunt dog? Yeah. Oh no, dog to rescue. Now look, the wheelchair is going to go down the stairs. They shot the dog? Yeah. Does the dog die? Let me check the website. Uh-oh. This is like Home Alone. Like one <laughs> way to go. Well, I mean, there's horror movie music playing and Listen, if you'll, I checked the wigs website, does the pizza die, and fucking yeah. <laughs> no, don't tell me. Yeah, it died. Listen, no animals were harmed. I mean, pizzas were definitely harmed in the making of this film. Well, that, that lamp dog broke like a porcelain lamp. Right. The window. I guess it got, <laughs> it turned back from a ghost to a lamp. Isn't this every scene from the Munsters before they cut to a commercial? Like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> She's back at the same old hospital. Will you kill your daughter this time? <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. Look, Mike, isn't she pretty? Isn't she so pretty? Yeah. But Mike, she's not like pretty like, oh, I wish that was my girlfriend. She's pretty like you you marry. She's pretty like you want to protect her and give her a hug. Okay, girl. <laughs> Look at her. So then, don't you marry that one? You don't that's not somebody you like go on a date with. Oh, I got a date Saturday. You you, you gotta oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not going to stalk her on Twitter, are you? <laughs> this film is so old, right? If I was to stalk her on yeah. Twitter, I would not find her. Boy, uh, their hair is great. So the daughter's their hair is cute. <laughs> the daughter's saying, please, can we go home to our old house? I miss my family. I don't want to, my friends, I don't want to go back to that house. Not tonight, not ever. But don't you remember when Elijah told Dad that they have to keep the house? No, I wasn't in that scene. I was definitely not in that scene. I wasn't born yet, right? It, right. Is she going to nurse in there? Ew, I can't even look. Mad dog. It's the chemical w waste that went in him. It's like still coming out or something. Yeah. Oh, he has two... Uh-oh. These guys are wacky. They got two sex dolls. Right. Look, he's you guys, got all You guys live in an apartment with a sex doll? And, right. They're like, now we have two sex dolls. Three. How can we make Jesse Pinkman a sleaze? Well, you know, I, I would figure if you drink chemicals, you would probably, uh, I don't know, not be well? Yeah, well, he's been trying to gargle him out of his, I don't know, throwing up. I don't know what he's doing. So now she's All like, oh, you want to buy the house? You can buy the house. And he's like, holy shit, it worked. You guys really didn't scare him. Now look at Charlie in the yes, center. You see him in the center? Jewel thief. Jewel yeah. thief in real life. Don't you wow, think that's, cool? that's so crazy. Right, he would cat burglar, he would 
go up, he'd be in Chicago and he would scale the wall of the apartment building, right? He'd slide off the window, uh-huh. right? He's a cat burglar. He, buddy, buddy, yeah, I'm in a rush officer. No, no, buddy, I just want to check out your bag. What, what bag? The leather bag with the Diabolical Theory Society logo on it. Oh, that's nothing, Mr. Officer. And he doesn't seem like the kind Property. of guy to get the Pink Panther diamond, right? He might. He could have. He didn't get stopped. I, I just, the way it sounds, it's like he went cat burglaring, you know? He would sneak into someone's house and just see what he could find, you know? Well, sometimes people like wake up and he'd have to pretend he was a copy of House Four on the VCR. Ah, right. Look at him, I've boss. Seen your face yeah. you. Oh, you're still dreaming. I'm just on TV. I'm House Four, the repossession. Yeah, William Cass. They got a lot. They got a lot of mileage out of William Cass. Yeah, yeah. Now look, William Cass closed the window, and now he's going to put the blanket on her. Oh, there's good ghosts, the Casper. Right. There's good ghosts and bad ghosts, and this is a good ghost, like in the movie Ghost. Right. There were good ghosts and bad ghosts in the movie Ghost. Well, that's really thanks, Ghost. You're welcome. <laughs> you mileage, mileage. Right, William Cat Swipe. Show his picture. That's an editing Mileage. <laughs> milk it that's an editing technique that's called the cat swipe where, where you cut to a picture of William Cat and you swipe to the next scene okay now for us scene or two the show gets humorous you know and and she once again she's like a one trick pony she's about to have a happy experience and she'll just be happy throughout the whole scene you'll see is he like delirious, like uh, Bruce Campbell in, in uh, Evil Dead 2? I don't think she's delirious. I think there's a real ghost named Roger who's about to show up. That's weird. That's William Cat's character. <laughs> Correct. But once again, they only had him for two days. Hello. I sound like William Cat. Now look, by magic, the photo projector, uh, the projector turned on. But look, it's shooting this. Look, they had him for two days. So this is what they did during those two days. Okay, we need back. We need footage of you guys. Wow. <laughs> right, we're gonna have a birthday party. Listen, I'm only here for two days. No problem. I got the yeah, cake right. out on the porch. Look, do your funny joke. Yeah. Ta-da. Okay, great. The sun's about to set. Let's shoot 16 right. more things. The, the director goes, can we get another take of that? William Cat goes, no. No, I'm eating my sandwich. Okay, family, walk around him and bring sandwiches. You're at a picnic. And shoot. Look at this. In two days, Listen, the wardrobe changed. Now we're by the pool. Oh, I'm just waking up. Who's this woman? Why are you shooting me? Okay, we got to see. Look at her. She's going to be happy, happy. And now look, he goes, I love you. And she's like, it, that, I never saw that before. It's the ghost. Look how oh, it. Yeah. 
perfectly. It was just laid over. It's sorry. It's now streaming on Netflix. Now the director does something very good. Remember in the beginning when that thing broke and she cried? It just broke and she's all happy. Great. Wish your dad was there to see it. Hot water's on. Now, why is it yellow like tea? Is it green tea? No, no, it's coffee tea. It's a brick, old school percolator. So look, at, actually, I guess the kitchen looks pretty cleaned up. Cobwebs are gone. It's very old timey. Yeah. Yeah, the ice box looks like brand new. It is an ice box. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she told Jesse that she'd sell the house. So Jesse's coming over to say, oh, I'm pretending that I'm nice. I'm so glad that blah, 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 blah. You finally <laughs> come to your senses. And then she's going to be like, two conditions. Yeah. You can't knock this house down, and I got to be able to come back and visit to it. And then he will not like that because he needs to knock it down, you know? So she's like, that's right terms. And then they have a fight. Now, I still don't get why. It's yeah. like a suburban block, right? Or it's like a rural neighborhood. Yeah, if There's it's other a rural houses. neighborhood, like, you'll see later the firemen show up right away. And you remember that big populated yard sale? I don't, doesn't feel so right. yeah, yeah, yeah. rural. Right. But I want to tear it down. <laughs> Why would you say, don't do the one thing I want to do? Tear it down. Yeah. Could I tear it down? Oh. You know, if he tears it down, there'll be no house five. I will give you the deed, but in the contract, it's going to say there's a very no strict no tear it down clause. Okay. So she's like, how's Laurel? I hope Laurel's okay. And then, you know, Kelly's like, how did you even hear about Laurel? I didn't tell you about Laurel. So it's outed that, like, he knew about that scare attack or whatever. Okay, Carl, since you're explaining it, what's up with that marble? <laughs> um, which marble? On the table in front of them? He, like, the, the one he was holding, that little red ball. Oh, no, that, okay, so when they first showed up, the bad guys, they said, hey, little girl, want some candy? You remember they went to the chemical factory? And Mr. Grosso was like, yeah. oh, some candy, boys. And they got those red hot suckers or whatever they are. So when he pulled oh, it out, and that's what, you know, they found those candies when she got attacked, you know, it shows that not only did he know about the attack, he was part of it. I mean, he had the candy. Get out. I'm acting like I'm mad. I will be the same way the whole scene. Get out. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. Yeah. 
Listen to reason, Kelly. Listen to reason. Didn't you hear me? I'm angry now. I won't be rational. Is he going to open the door? No, now she's like, I'm shaken. I'm shaken. I'm shaken. Okay, what we're seeing now, it's very weird. We're seeing a flashback, but she doesn't know it. They're not really there. The ghosts can show us a flashback. Yeah, all right. Pretty memorable flashback. <laughs> now, look, they just disappear, and uh, she's like, the fuck? How do they do that, Carl? Well, actually, they film, and then they cut, and then the people who were in the film quickly screen uh, shots quickly run out, <laughs> and then they press play again, and it just looks like they just... Okay, so what we're seeing is the night the front tire blowout happened. That Kelly right. drives. It, Charlie. There's Ralph Nader. And look. Look, I didn't ask who gave the order. Because this is the business we have chosen. You could tell it was last Tuesday. Because he's wearing a, a hat, uh, last Tuesday hat. He's wearing a Tuesday hat on his head. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and today's Thursday. The yes. business that we took. Yeah, I get uh, this movie mixed up with Godfather 2 a lot. Cool. Are we going to see like a director's binocular view? No, we're going to see the same old footage again. Here they come with the seat. What the, is that? Fog? A foggy night? Yeah. Oh, from the opening credits? No, just we're always seeing this foggy stuff around them. Okay, same shot. Same yeah. everything. Look, no, I'm shocked. I'm no. Now, this doesn't, un Good. I don't understand this. Jesse Pinkman calls in his own, like he goes, I want to report a horrible accident. But why would he? Do, do you follow me? He wants her to be alive so she can he sell the house? No, no, no. He wants the family dead so he gets the house. And the ghost told him her that. Right. She just saw a flashback. It's a pretty loud neighborhood. Okay. Now, I was wondering what it was keep saying next door. Now, yeah. here's a scene that completely makes no sense. Ezra, who was the one who told them about the deal, the one who said that Roger's soul is in the house now, you know, he's saying, Kelly, leave it alone. Go to the police. This is dangerous. You know, he totally flips and becomes the voice of, you're crazy to think ghosts are there. It doesn't make any sense. And why is he in a Roman Catholic church? That is strange. There's only two locations in this movie. When he was downstairs in front of the manhole cover of the ghosts, right? He didn't mm -hmm. say, you know, Jesus protect this. I mean, he did. Okay, never mind. I'm just complaining. How could we get some Denny before this movie ends? 
Denny decided to go on a diet after she saw herself in this film. Really? Yep. Very successful. Did you see how... Didn't you get the vibe when she got out of the chair that she could walk? She helped... Um, okay. Miss Clump sees outside the window that bad guys are here. So she's like, you stay here, sweetie. Yeah, by the window. With your 12-year-old acting. Verna's she's no see fool. The... She's got a gun. She's back in, yeah. First character to pack. That's right. Well, I mean, the bad guys were shooting like six or seven bullets last inside the house. She um she didn't store that gun in her back pocket. She stored it in her purse because she's got too much junk in the trunk. <laughs> All right, well that's funny. I like that one. That was a good good good, good bust. Severna's like, freeze, what are you doing here? And she, Charlie's like, what does it look like? I'm reading the meter. Now look, Carnosaur guy cups her boobs. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see that. I rewound that eight times. <laughs> oh, so when you said you saw this movie eight times, it was just that scene. Well, it was that scene and the panties scene. Right. God, I don't even remember that scene. You mentioned it and I didn't see it. Yeah, because it wasn't true. You don't see her panties. Okay, so you know how this, this film has been stupid and nothing goes with anything else? Like all these things, I think you're calling them shock scares or whatever you're calling them. They all have Jump, it. jump scares. Jumps, yeah. But none of them are related to each other. They're all just things you saw in another movie. So now, to get rid of the house, they're going to burn it down. He starts hallucinating that he's seeing snakes. And Carnosaur starts hallucinating that he's seeing bugs. Wait, is the, the daughter in the room? Yup. And they, upstairs, they just shot. They're going to burn the house down with people in the house. And they just shot a gun. Right. No, no. Not the first time. She just continues to sit there. He's freaking out. Well, they think they're seeing bugs and snakes. Oh, a real lizard and, and ant heads. Right. So they shoot each other. Go, wheelchair. Tell yeah. tell the town people the news. <laughs> now, why doesn't Laurel just get up and leave already? They're freaking out. What I don't get is that they both mass hallucinated, so the house is playing tricks on them. Right. Stop trying to prevent them from doing the uh, fire. <coughs> So do you think it's clever that they actually had special effects where they dressed up as an ant and dressed up as a scorpion? No, they were helmets. They were, you know, costumes. That was terrible. But they were wearing costumes of, of that when they walked in, but now they were really that. Right. Except it was just, just a worse, you know, more elaborate mask. 
it was that's the thing it was clear you could see it was okay so the ghosts were not successful there is now a fire in the basement and of course that right. house will be on fire and so right Laura no, goes see. what's this and puts her eye that she she did this doesn't make sense. He calls and goes, I want to report a horrible fire. Why would he do that? I know, especially on that phone. That's like a calculator. That's not because of the phone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Burger King Whopper. <laughs> That's a Whopper. You've been holding a big back to your ear for this whole time. That's a phone. Oh, my record collection. Where's my daughter? Denny, Denny. In the house. What was it like working with Gilbert Coffee? <laughs> oh, Laurel. The elevator. Laurel, I'm up Stare here. Mom. The hell. Oh. I got the burning cross. Must be terrible to work in a set like this. It's Hail not a smoke. cross, it's just a beam. Now look, the smoke overtakes uh, them both, and they are going to die. As a matter of fact, she dies right now, and she wakes up, and she's with uh, Roger. What the fuck? Man, they now, really used them. Being a one-trick pony actress, she will now just be in love the whole scene. She's dead, dead. I guess because he Roger's like, you have to go back. If you don't go back, oh, Laurel so, will die. So she doesn't die, die. She has a. But I can't leave days. you. Right, two days. They said good morning. Good yeah. morning. Drinks his cup of coffee. He goes, okay. In this scene, you're dead, and you you, you must <laughs> okay. go back. Your car explodes. It flips over. Then you explode, then you're in the hospital bed, and then you're at a birthday party, and then you're in the swimming pool, and then you're in heaven holding your wife. Guys, guys, slow down. Wait, 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 wait. And that's, that's just the third hour of shooting. Then the right. fourth hour of shooting. And they say two days. I mean, was it six hours? Was it four hours? Was it eight hours? I mean, it's... And he doesn't even talk. They should call this movie A Talking Cat because he doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even talk. Look how much they squeezed in for him for two days. Yeah. Okay, so he's she, standing in the island. I must come back. So she wakes up, she gets superhuman strength and busts through that beam. Hey. Jesse Pinkman's like, burn, burn. And then when the, <laughs> the, the fire, right, he goes, Save my house. Please save my house. House on fire. The roof? The roof. Yes. The roof well, is on fire. We don't give a damn. Let the motherfucker burn. Okay, so now she just wakes up and she's all over smoke inhalation because... Uh, right. Greatest American here told her she gets superhuman strength and she bangs down a door. Right. She took it right off of the hinges. Huh. 
Oh, she survived because she breathed through the glory hole? <laughs> By the Mom. way, Carl, if you see a hole in the rug, right. do not stick your dick yeah. in it. Do not stick your dick in it. Listen, if you're in a bathroom and there's a hole in it, just don't make it a sub. Do not stick your dick in there. It's a big mistake. Ezra shows up now. They totally waste this Ezra's character, and he makes no sense. He shows up now, and he's like... I don't know what some of this manhole cover. Okay, so... Like, is the Ninja Turtles are going to pop out of there? That's the thing, Mike. Who knows? Right now... Ooh, this was in the trailer. I told you this. That was the final scene. Yes. That was in last week's trailer. They're putting out their own fire with a geyser of water. So the house is taking care of its own business. Right. The house is putting itself out. So that was a big thing of water all along? I knew Ed Norton worked in the sewer. I called it. But it's not like a big thing of water. They just... They threw a hose behind the house and they shot it at an angle. No, but I'm saying for the ghosts, it wasn't like under the manhole cover was the sewer and it's water. It's just this movie does whatever it wants. It doesn't have a rules for the ghost world. They can make flashbacks. They can move things. They can scare you when they look ugly. They can make a water geyser. Now, check this out. Her feet start to work a little bit. See? Yeah. And it's sort of like maybe a the ghost miracle. can make like a water slide. But the thing is, they won't play it up all the way. You know, they got a golden gem here if they really are going to do that, but they don't. Right. Her feet work a little bit all the. I time. just think it's a. It does not look like a fun set to to perform in. Now look, they don't get away from the house. They're like, okay, we're out of the house. Everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the porch of a yeah. house. And they're like, we're safe now. Now, Are there no limo next across the street? There's no rules for the ghosts, right? So now Burke thinks he's confessing to his boss or whoever that chemical guy is. But really, he's confessing to the cops. What do you mean? Oh, they, they, they tricked him. The ghosts tricked him or something. See, so he wasn't even in a limousine. by. He thought he was in a limousine by a fire with a villain. And Did he's undercover? from the FBI. Okay, now that makes no sense. She's only nine years old. <laughs> right, I know. She was the youngest at the academy. Yeah, look, right, the cop is Roger. Two days they had this. Oh, guy. Is this from the back? Yeah, this is like a proxy. Oh, it is Roger. Yeah. He dressed up as a he made him dress up in the cop right. uniform. Listen, we got 20 minutes before you leave. You gotta dress up as a cop. <laughs> Just pat pat the paddy wagon on the back and you don't even have to talk. Is is it is it in the script? Yeah. Uh, also, in the script, you're grilling hot dogs. Go. <laughs> Wait, what? You're in a luau? It's a flashback. I would like a warm one. Now they're they're blowing a kiss to their ghost dad. Ghost dad. Oh, God, this one's ghost dad. Wait, watch. He turns yeah. into a ball of light and flies into the stars. 
He was an alien. It was an alien who gave him the, the manual. That's what I'm saying. This movie has no rules for the ghosts. They can, they're just omnipotent. There isn't any, one time it's a hand, one time it's a scary corpse, one time it's a, right. now he can, he can do flashbacks. He can fly into the sky as a beam of light. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, well, guess what? Good news. The house burns to the ground. Uh, that was House 4, The Repossession, a.k.a. Home, Deadly Home, according to Mike Spiegelman. Colonel, what do you think of the movie? Oh, I heard I you muttering about it. It was it was good for your show, but damn, it was it not, was not good, good for oh. no, this, was a, this was not good for our show. Our show usually has at least one joke in it, and I don't think I mustered any jokes watching House 4. I guess. Well, not your pizza, man. You made a joke or two. Not your pizza, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But that's, yeah, right. That's when my internet cut out. Man, House is a great movie. House 2 is a really crazy sequel. Uh, Scream 2 references it. They, they say it's the greatest sequel next to Godfather 2 as a joke. And House 3 was just a European mess. It was a terrible movie in America as, as horror show. And now we got to watch the legendary House 4. I don't <laughs> think there's any other house movie there was like house of haunting hill remakes and i guess i know uh, i think four was the last yeah. official but can't you think of any like haunted house movies from the last time like crimson peak maybe there's been haunted house movies um yeah there was one about a doll uh no well that's not really a haunted house um, there have been recent haunted house movies. Yes, there have. Uh, I don't have a title for you, but yeah, they're out there. All right. Oh, actually, Carl, have you ever seen a Japanese movie called House from the Seventies? That's a great film. Oh, it's, uh, was... it's like kind of a. Um, I think uh, I think I saw that film. It was called Jung Hu. Jung. Uh, it's like. I forget what it's called, but it's about a bunch of uh, schoolgirls who go to a, a house and just shit goes crazy. Gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about other movies than House 4. But we got to watch it, the 1992 uh, William Cat classic. So, Carl, I think even after this movie, we should keep going. Okay. And next week, we have an even better, much better movie. So we hope to see you guys next Sunday. We hope you subscribe to our podcast at LWAFMLYT. I hope you subscribe to our YouTube channel at LWAFLMYT. Stay tuned for the next show if you're listening streaming live on Mutiny Radio. It's, it's been live uh, comedy following us, so we're really excited to be part of this block. Uh, Carl, the next week we're going to be watching the 1975 movie, 92 in the Shade, starring William Oates. Warren. William? Warren. 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 War notes. I'm sorry, war notes. <laughs> 1975. Gotcha. Yeah, Peter Fonda. I'm on like, it. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, do we have a trailer for it? Actually, I could just do a trailer, I guess. Boy, okay. sure is hot in here. <laughs> Who said that? I said it. Warren William Oates. I knew your nickname was William. Why'd you say that, Peter Fonda? This summer, 92. This year. No. Uh, this afternoon, <laughs> 92 in the shade. There is a trailer. Okay. I think I did enough. That's what we're going to be watching. Okay. No, we got it. We're done. 
All right. So we'll be watching the 1975 movie, 19... so we hope to see you then. And uh, Carl, thank you so much for a great job. Thank, thank you. you for watching this movie more than once. Give money I was, was going to say the show is about... Give money to the station. Uh, support Pam Benjamin and everyone at Mini Radio. Yes. And we will see you next week. We'll be back. Uh, so we'll see you then. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with This is Carl, uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, good. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. What's Rock doing? Oh, he's living with his mother. How about Jane? He's gone straight.
welcome here to Racing Valley at Laredo here in the heart of the desert. Hello, hello. I believe mine is. How about yours? Did you flip your switch maybe when you're cleaning it up? So that happens. Is there a little push to talk? Why don't you take mine? <laughs> All right. Technical difficulties. Our first show in quite a while. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Wade Boyd's here. Milk Crate Brian's trying to help fix my mic. And uh, we should be uh, able to, uh, I guess, sort this out in a second. Uh, Milk Crate, let's put on another tune and then we'll, we'll get this actually rather than running wires everywhere. And uh, so we're going to run another tune. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. <laughs> and uh, we'll get our uh, ship afloat here in a second. Yeah. 